Hey, welcome back to the Green Room Talks. We're on episode five. Can you believe that? Wow. All right. For anyone who didn't tune into the last episode, as always, the Green Room is a partnership between She Is the Music and the Jed Foundation. She Is the Music promotes equality, inclusivity, and opportunity for women in music. The Jed Foundation is a nonprofit for mental health, and I have a link in my bio to donate, so please donate anything you feel like you can. Today, I will be talking to Sophia Mesa and Diana Cusimano about body image and self-esteem. Hey, we're live. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Oh, my God. I, uh, this is so, I'm so happy that we get to do this, and I'm actually thrilled that we kind of have almost a full green background, which is nice. I know. <laughs> Sorry. Can you make um, a green screen? On Zoom, I, I can't. We can make the green screen, screen, but it's fine. I feel like we have enough of a green background. Diana <laughs> is bringing the the green energy just with her. There you go. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> welcome to the green room. Um. I just always start start off by saying that like, it's basically um the green rooms in partnership with the Jed Foundation. So after when I post this on my YouTube, obviously anybody that wants to donate to the Jed Foundation would be amazing for mental health. And um, we also are doing this, She Is The Music, which is a nonprofit for female, well, really female musicians and executives, but I, you know, obviously always say that I'm a female forward person, so I always like to mention She Is The Music. And um, yeah, this is Diana, who is an amazing therapist who works at Jet Foundation. So this is Sophia Mesa. Um, so I'm going to let you guys know now that anybody that wants to ask anything in the chat, feel free. Uh, I didn't know people could ask questions. That would yeah. be dope. Yeah, so we should, yeah, anybody, anytime that anybody wants to jump in and ask anything, please do. Um, so yeah, we're talking about body image, guys. It's a crazy topic. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, Diana. Yeah. I was gonna say it's definitely a crazy topic, but a topic I think a lot of us, you know, have, you know, either suffered from or deal with, you know, daily yeah. or from time to time. A hundred percent. I mean, I feel like, you know, it's interesting because like the reason why I want it, like I picked this topic is because like for me, I, I've suffered from it a lot in my life and I'm pretty open about it. You know, I mean, I mean, it's, it's just like, it's something that I feel like is almost, it's weird because people feel ashamed about it. But I also think that again, it's something that, and we spoke about this briefly the other day, but it almost is like something that you use instead of being like to kind of cover your other anxieties up. You know what I mean? So if you're like, so it's something that you're able to control, which is why I feel like now looking back at my experiences, I feel like that's why I really developed an eating disorder in my own, in myself, you know, and I'm pretty open about saying that I had an eating disorder and I feel like, um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's challenging, but I think that, in, you know, ultimately people are all going through things, you know what I mean? And so I think for me, my own personal story was like, you know, I, I was like bullied in high school and at the time it was like, I got made fun of for having like a big ass and it was like, oh, and I was like, thought that, and it was, you know, honestly at the time it felt like it was like, I was, I thought that that was like, so I was so embarrassed about it. I'd wear like sweaters around my waist every day and all this kind of stuff. But then, you know, and I, and, and I got obviously like made fun of and all these kind of things about it. And um, it developed into something that I was just so ashamed of. But I think at the end of the day, when, when I did develop the eating disorder, it 
taught me to appreciate and love other things about myself. So that's why I wanted to speak to you and just, I'm sure that you have a lot of experience too, dealing with people with body dysmorphia and things like that. And I just, you know, kind of have an open dialogue about I feel like how that's so, it's so relevant nowadays, especially with my, my generation and especially the generation even younger than me, like looking at photos of girls posting their bodies on it, social media, like constantly and like that comparison is something that I'm pretty sure, I, I don't want to say everyone, but I feel like it crosses everyone's mind at some point, especially yeah. girls. Yeah. That. I mean, like, what do you, do you feel like quarantine, what do you feel like it's been like in quarantine in terms of social media and like that kind of stuff? Like, do you, what's, I'm just curious, like from your perspective. Um, well, okay. So for, in, during quarantine, you're only looking at your friends or like people through a screen, right? So you're yeah. not actually seeing them in a person. And like a lot of the times someone might not have the exact body type that they're, that is being posted on their page. And like that comparison can be very bad for someone's mental health because you're looking at these girls and you're in quarantine not as motivated as usual because you're not seeing people in person and you're maybe you're like oh, I don't really care if I eat poorly or like I'm not working out as much because you're like your your motivation is not as high as if you were like going out on a regular basis you know and then you're seeing girls posting photos of their bodies and you're like shit I don't look like that right now and <laughs> that leads to like a lot of like anxiety and like just negative negative thoughts a lot of negative thoughts and like comparison is the worst because then you're just like I hate myself why don't I look like that you know uh, I was also gonna oh, oh, go ahead. I had a question sorry I was just gonna also add about being you know during in this pandemic is we're also we've lost our usual um, you know, ways that we would cope with stress or ways that we would cope if we were triggered by something that affects our body image, right? And we're isolated. Maybe you're not seeing friends. Maybe you're just like not even able to go to the gym. All those little things, right? Stack yes. up and then it makes you more stressed. Yeah, you're like, you're home every day and you don't have these distractions of like, maybe your work was your distraction or like you're excited. You look forward to like going out on the weekends. You're literally home constantly like with yourself and your thoughts in your room, like looking at a screen constantly yes. looking at them like I know my screen time has gone up a lot during quarantine and right. I'm sure other people's has as well you know you're not like out in the world like doing what you love all you have now is like social media wow that actually brought up a really good point because I know we were speaking about this yesterday too Sophia is just like it's so interesting for me that a, a really a good way to battle these issues is to be able to find something that you love about yourself. And during quarantine, it's like, you're even like more in your head and you're not able to do things that you would normally do. So you're in your head and you give yourself more of a hard time being like, Oh, I didn't accomplish this or I didn't do this, which makes you even more worried about things that are like that you can control again, which is your body. Right. Because if you're out, like, think about it. Like if, you know, if it's normal and you can go, you know, you can go to the gym or you can go to the recording studio and do it. And you feel like, even though, there's so many ways to do it at home now. There's a wit. There's something about being able to say you went. So, like, you know what I mean? It's like that that human sort of thing where it I makes, didn't even think you know about I mean? that. I didn't even think mm -hmm. about the gym being closed because a lot of people like need classes, 
Like, yeah. let's, mm-hmm. let's say you never liked working out. And then all of a sudden, I know for me, like, I found a bunch of classes that really motivated me. And you can't go to those classes anymore. So you kind of stop working out because you're not getting up every morning being like, this is the workout I'm going to do today. Exactly. Like, it's in your right. own So you're like, when you pay for a class, you're like, okay, I have to go. You know yes. Right. Right. And in the beginning of quarantine, for me, I was, it was so hard for me to work out. I remember I was like, I was like, oh, I'll do it later. I'll do it later. Cause like, I didn't have a time that I had to be somewhere and had to do it. And then after a while I was like, okay, you have to do it at this time. Cause I worked out like one morning very early and I was like the rest of my day, I felt so relaxed and like, like I felt like I accomplished so much just because I worked out in the morning and I was like, okay, I need to, I need to do that every day if I want to like be sane for the rest of this quarantine. Wait, that is so crazy. That's see, that's exactly what I mean. It's like there's a so there's something about human nature that we need to feel like we're checking off boxes. I yeah. think everybody needs to feel that, right? And so I think like the sense of accomplishment. Yes, you can do these things at home because they, we're finding there's so much that is able to be accomplished at home. But on the flip side, it's like there is something to be said about being able to say, "Hey, I traveled here and I did that." Right? It's like you're able to feel like you actually did something more than stay put. And I think it allows your brain to think of the negative thoughts more than you normally would, which is why mm-hmm. it's like crazier. Cause we think of these things even out of quarantine. Right. So that's why I was like, I'm sure that this time has been, you know, who, for whoever is struggling with these issues, it's like made it a hundred times worse, which is, yeah, also, you know, yeah. yeah. Let's Go say ahead. like, I just thought of this let's say you're, you hate working out, which a lot of like my friends are just like, I don't want to fucking work out. You know what I mean? Wait, are we yeah. allowed to curse? Yeah. <laughs> 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 like, okay. Um, let's say, my mom's like laughing at me right now. I think, are you watching? <laughs> oh my God, she's watching. <laughs> okay. So let's, okay. Let's say. So cute. Oh, let's say you hate working out and you go, but you make it an event and you're like, okay, me and my best friend are going to go. And then we're going to go get lunch and coffee and do this. And it's like, it becomes fun. It's like, Oh, I'm I'm actually excited to work out because I'm going to like, I have a day planned afterwards. If you're just working out to then go sit back in your room, you're like, no, I don't want to do that. It's so funny that you just said that. It's so true. Cause I've had so many times where like, I've woke up in the morning and I felt so bad about myself. Like it's that thing where you like hate everything about you. you look at yourself and you're like, Oh my God, like I, you know, just like these horrible negative thoughts. And then you think, okay, I'm going to go see Sophia. And then you push your, you want to cancel. And they're like, Oh, okay. I want to cancel. And then you're like, fine, I'm going to force myself to go. And then you can have the best day ever. And just, and, and then all those negative thoughts go away. So I think mm-hmm. that's, that's a, a massive part. Yeah, not being able to see you is like, it's because we used, like, we got into this routine of like would wake up, go, work out, go to the studio, and we would just like it would be a day. We wouldn't even think about it because we were like, oh, we have like mm-hmm. one day to look forward to, and then you just like everything shut down. And you're locked in your house, and you're like, okay, so if I'm not gonna do anything fun, I'm not working out either. No, hundred mm-hmm. percent. I mean, so Alyssa's asking in the thing. She he's, she's asking. I see. I saw someone said something, but I couldn't see the rest of. It's how do you deal with your insecurities? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> she's like pause <laughs> thinking about it <laughs> okay so I mean I don't have like I don't have all like all, like a definite like a I don't have the solution for like like escaping all my negative thoughts and insecurities but something during quarantine that has really helped me and I 
and I'm like, this is what I'm really grateful for that quarantine has brought me is meditation because I never wanted to meditate. Everyone always told me like, Sophia, I really think like you would benefit from meditating. And I was like, okay, but it's really hard for me to just kind of like sit still and like sit with my thoughts. And even when I try to meditate, I'm not, I'm not meditating properly. And they were just like, just do it. Just, it doesn't even matter if you're doing it properly. Just sit there every day, be uncomfortable and eventually it will get easier. And so I started doing that like in the second month of quarantine and I did it every day. And I've been, I've done, I've done, I've meditated every single day for the last two months. And it has like, seriously, I think transformed me in a way that now when I have thoughts or insecurities, which obviously I still do, I can't control the thoughts that are coming into my head. Like they're going to be there and I'm going to think them, but they don't consume me anymore. And I'm also able to choose how I react to them better instead of like standing there and literally looking, not even like if I'm like working out and, I, and I'll just start thinking about something. I'm like, I let the thought pass and I keep going. It doesn't like literally, which it used to like consume me. I would like sit down and like have to think about it for like 30 minutes and then after 30 minutes, I'd be like, I don't even want to work out anymore. Or like, I don't even want to write anymore. Or I can't read. Or like every little thing in my day, I would go on a walk and I would just be consumed by like negativity. So meditation is really something that has helped a lot. Um, somebody say, is it, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I will say that the, is it harder when you're in the music industry? I mean, from my perspective, absolutely. I mean, it's just, you know, I, for me, I've literally grown up in this industry and I feel like, especially being a girl, it's really hard because I think there's so many pressures on what that's supposed to look like and what, and I think that in a business full of older men, it's also like extremely hard for that because you feel like, okay, I need to look a certain way. But then also there's the extra pressure of like, like if you don't look that way, what does that mean for you? Right. And then if you do look that way and you're, you're, you're self-conscious of your body in a different way, because if you do look good, then you think, are, do they like me just because of how I look, which is a, a, a sense of body, uh, like shame as well, because you're like, well, why should it be about my body? If it's, it should be about my talent. Right. So that's, so that's a massive part of it. And I think it takes a lot of strength as a young female coming into the business, um, to really be able to look past that and not have it affect you. So I don't know, Sophia, what do you, what do you, I mean, that's what I experienced. And I think we've talked and touched briefly on it, but what do you feel? I mean, I, I actually, I don't know in depth how you feel about it. So. I actually, I think, I'm not sure if I'm right. Like, I don't know if being in the music Maybe that's wrong because when I have a photo shoot or like a music video, for example, I would say that's when being in the music industry kind of makes it a little bit harder because, but I think even if I wasn't in the music industry and I were to go have a photo shoot based off of whatever else I was doing, I'm like, obviously I want to look the best, right? Right. And for example, I had, I shot a video during quarantine and a music video and um with you and your mom and one one director it was it was a social distancing music video very interesting very fun though um and this was like in the first month of quarantine when I just kind of was like okay I'm gonna be here for a while so like I'm not like on my like summer bod game or I, I just wasn't so motivated and then I all of a sudden like two weeks I find out I'm gonna have a photo shoot and a music video in two weeks and I 
I was like, okay, I need to like be super, super, super strict on my diet just to make sure like I look good. And like that, that created a lot of like anxiety for me. And I find that when I am talking to myself, like, okay, you can't, you can't eat that. Like no, no sugar until the photo shoot. It, it almost like it affects my relationships. Like I'll take it out on like my mom or whoever, like whoever I'm with, I'll, they'll be like, oh, you should wear that. And I'll be like, no, like, I don't look good enough in that, you know? Right. So it, it definitely does affect that. And Jenna, like, <laughs> um, before my photo shoot, and me and Jenna are very close. And um, she called me the next day and she was just kind of like, hey, like, are you okay? Like, your, your energy yesterday was a bit off. And I was like, honestly, like it was like the entire day I was just thinking about like how I have a photo shoot the next day and how I don't feel confident in my body. And I know, I know I'm not fat, you know? So it's almost like, I feel bad saying that, but I felt like, I felt disgusting. I was like, I just don't feel good. I don't want to be in front of a camera tomorrow. So. No, I mean, and it's so, it is so it's, this is what I was saying before. It's more about you feeling other pressures that relate into your body image where it's like you have to you put so much into that where it becomes about your outward appearance right because that's what you can control but you have so many other things you're thinking about like these pictures are going to live forever is this going to be is this going to represent the song enough you don't even you may not even know that you're thinking of these things that's the thing like that's what's so crazy about these disorders is that later when you you know when you're reflecting on it you're like wow that's actually what was happening um and and i think that you're so right. And even in the moment, maybe like, I don't even know. So remember I kept on asking what's wrong, what's wrong. And you were like, nothing, nothing. I think. And then after you were like, Oh shit, something was wrong. Cause I was so, yeah. you know what I mean? I didn't, I didn't necessarily think anything was wrong. I was just like, I was in this mindset of like, you have a big day tomorrow. There's no, like, there's no fucking around today. Like you have to, you have to eat well. You, and like, I hadn't seen Jenna in so long. I wanted to have a freaking, I don't know. I'm not 21. <laughs> <laughs> I okay <laughs> I wanted like yeah like I wanted to have honestly I'm just gonna say it I wanted to have a glass of wine and I was like you have a photo shoot tomorrow you can't like you're gonna it like it'll make you puffy or whatever and like right. having that like constant in my head I was just like I wasn't myself I was just off <laughs> so yeah I mean do you feel I mean somebody else is asking do you feel the pressure to look as good as everyone wants you to well, I don't really know how good everyone wants me to look. I, I obviously want to, like, look my best. See, know? I think that's what it's about. I, I'm just going to interpret that question, too, as well as, like, I feel like that's the thing about social media. Again, it's, like, people start to, like, there starts to be a certain look that everyone's like, okay, I have to look like this, right? Mm -hmm. And that's, that's the prototype. It's like what Barbie did back in the day to girls okay. or magazines before social media and all these things where you're like, okay, this is the prototype and I need to look like this. So it's kind of like, do you want to look the best, the best you, or are you looking to look like the best thing that society is asking you for within the, with, 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 I guess within the music industry, yes, because that's what you do and you are in the entertainment business and you are your own brand, but also in, in general, really, because I think that's what girls struggle with is they look at the prototype and they think, well, I don't look like this. So why, why should I think I'm beautiful? You know, that's, it's interesting because I'll see like a, like different body types and I'll actually, I'll be like, wow, that girl looks so good with that body. Or like, she looks like that really fits her. Like, right. you know, that fits her body. And like, I'll notice sometimes like, 
you can have the same body type as someone you look up to or someone you think like you're like wow they have a fucking incredible body <laughs> yeah. your relationship with yourself you just like or like your relationship with yourself isn't good you don't think you're like smart or you're just not confident or you have a bad relate or you're going through a breakup or whatever it is you could literally have the same body type as someone and be like my body sucks but you look up to someone with the same body you know what i mean right yeah i mean it's just like you view your like i don't know no i i'm just gonna go ahead go ahead go ahead ahead. I was going to say that's why body image is so complex because it's not just about the external, but what's going on with you internally, right? And psychologically. And a lot of us develop our body image, you know, things from growing up and noticing where people are putting their attention, right? Noticing what gets liked on social media, noticing just like when you're complimented more and we start internalizing all of it. And then you add on that other things you might have going on because we all have something, and a lot of the times it's not about necessarily like you're saying, Sophia, like that person is looks just like me with her body, but I don't think I look pretty, right? There's other stuff going on for us when that's happening. Mm-hmm. So it's important to remember that part too. No, yeah, a hundred percent. And I think that I think that it's like what happens a lot is that you will see somebody again, you will see somebody that you that you really admire and you think that like you like looks nothing like you but your mom for instance will be like wait what are you talking about you're you look exactly like not to be whatever it shouldn't be about skinnier or bigger whatever it is but she could say oh you're skinnier than this person for instance right and you're like no i'm way fatter than this person that sounds so superficial to say those words right because it's not about fat or skinny for sure but i'm just saying it's just it's not about that's not the point the point is, is you should be the most beautiful for who you are because somebody may view you the same way they may be like oh my god Sophia is like so beautiful and you may look at yourself and think, wow, I, I literally have no confidence and I don't think, I don't actually see that. And that's what I'm saying. So when people, it's not a, so it's almost like defeats the purpose because I think you can be 40, 40 pounds, 50 pounds heavier and like absolutely stunning. Like, cause at the end of the day, like I see that in other people. I literally, I don't even see that. Like I'll see somebody and be like, wow, they are absolutely stunning. Like, and it has not, I don't even view that or I don't even think for five seconds in regards to my own self i think about it all the time so it's, yeah. it's so that's what's so interesting because i don't think it's about like it and i do and i and i not to be cliche but i think it's pretty it's pretty evident that like also who somebody is also makes them so much more beautiful too mm-hmm. do you know what i mean so it's like i find that that like all those things are such a factor we just can't see that in yourself as much so you mm-hmm. you're constantly looking looking at someone and you're like you're not seeing the proper it's like you actually it's just so that's what body dysmorphia is because you're just not mm-hmm. you're not it's not accurate you don't have a good and so and even it's so funny like you could weigh yourself and be like oh i see those numbers on the scale but it's just it's almost like does not compute does that make sense it just doesn't your whole your whole like self-worth becomes based off of a number which is yeah yeah and it is hard to talk about every morning every single morning like i'm not like no joke and you do did you say you do i said i used to weigh myself every single morning yeah and it's just it just you're like oh my god yeah i knew i shouldn't have eaten that yesterday because yeah this and this and this but also like a lot of times if you start working out like your muscle will weigh a lot more than like like you could literally yeah. be, you could be getting in like such good shape and the scale is 
like the numbers on the scale are increasing, but it's not because you're getting fat or anything. It's just because you're just toning your body, you know? Oh, and yeah. It, it becomes mm-hmm. like, a, like a cycle because you're like, no, 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 I don't care. Like, I don't care. Like, as long as the number says this, then I'm okay. But then you're not even happy with the way your body looks when the number is what you wanted it to be at the end of the day, because it's not about the number. It's about your relationship with yourself. So you're just, yeah. it's going to be, you're just going to lose in the end until you build like a good relationship with yourself. You're never going to be happy. No. And that's exactly a hundred percent. Like when people say you can't love somebody until you love yourself, it's the same thing, right? It's like, it's that your parents always say that growing up and then you're like, what are you talking about? And then you become an adult and you're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I know what you mean now, but it's kind of like, it is like that. And I think, I think that, that it is a hard topic to, to talk, like, it is hard to talk about sometimes when you say, when you know your logic is telling you, okay, I know I am blessed to be a thin person or not somebody that has to struggle with my weight for real, because I don't have health issues or things like that are actually right. It's like, it, it does seem really superficial. So that's, what's tough because it's, it almost in society, it also teaches you to feel ashamed of that because it's like, if you feel deeply sad and you admit it, somebody might think, well, that's really disgusting. I mean, she obviously doesn't have to, like, she has all this stuff. Why does she feel that? That's so superficial, but really all you want to be like is it's not about that. It's, I really do hate myself. Like, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like, I want to feel like I can relate to you and talk about it openly and, and maybe see how you could relate to me. But it's, but there's so much different kind of shame that comes along with that. And that's, what's so hard. So you end up like hiding it and not being able to talk about mm-hmm. it. With you know what I mean? And on both sides of the, the, uh, on the spectrum, you know what I mean? I think, and so I think there's a lot to be learned from being able just to have an open dialogue about it. Cause I think, I think have, as long as you're, I think what I'm learning too, especially during COVID and quarantine is how important authenticity and honesty is. I think people want, people want that. As long as you're being honest, how could you be doing anything wrong? I know, but sometimes actually that can be tricky sometimes because even when you are honest, sometimes people just want to, people are like, they don't like how, like the answer to like the question that was asked and they're like, they'll, 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 they'll be like, how can you say that? And you're like, I'm just being honest. And they were like, well, you shouldn't even think like that in the first place because that's wrong. And it's like, okay, I, I, I don't know what to say then. Like, that's just how I feel as, as much as it right. may sound right or may sound shallow. You're just like, this is literally how I feel. And there's nothing I can do about that. But I mean, there's see, then, but at that point, it's sort of like, <laughs> I think that, I mean, listen, what do you think, Diana? Because this is actually a really good question to ask a therapist. I, if I, I would really ask that because it, do you think there's anything wrong with being like, how, what do you feel about just being very truthful and honest about these things? Do you think it's appropriate or do you think it, it's good? Yeah. Like what, what's your advice there? Yeah, that's a good question. I think it is something that it would be great if we all could strive to be honest and open and authentic, but I also know that doesn't always feel safe. Okay. Um, so I think if you're in an environment, right, like you two, if you're hanging out, your friends, you're comfortable and trust each other, or if you feel like you're somewhere where you feel like you can be vulnerable and you won't be upset if, like Sophia said, somebody kind of attacks you for your thoughts, you feel like you're okay, like in that environment, then I say go for it, but you kind of want to just be mindful of you and right. that it doesn't shatter you to be vulnerable, but there's such growth and courage and strength in being vulnerable and honest about who you really are. And that's kind of how you start cracking away the shame cloud 
that follows all of us with different things we have. Once we start kind of voicing out, you know, this is me, <laughs> you like it or you don't in a way, that starts to crack at that shame and it doesn't always follow you anymore for that certain topic. Wow, that's really, I mean, so wait, I have a question. Somebody asked, um, sometimes I don't, I do not know where to start. I'm very self-conscious about my body and I'm trying to get the motivation to start working out and working on myself and do some self-care. What are some things you, you do for self-care and do you have any tips on where to start? I think both of you guys could answer that, honestly. Well, yeah, go first, Sophia. Can you read that question? Okay, so what I would say is that anything is better than nothing. You know what I mean? Like, even if you literally stand up in your room and do jumping jacks for five minutes, that's better than not doing them at all. And I promise you, once you start and you get that, like, those endorphins, like, that high, you're not going to want to stop. Because even if you work out so hard and you don't weigh five pounds less the next day, you're going to feel so confident and good after you work out and like really push yourself that it's going to kind of become like, like a high you chase. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's going to be like, if you, like something I've been working out probably like six days a week for three years now. And I, my mom used to literally pay me to go to the gym. She'd be like, cause I have like a lot of anxiety and energy and she'd be like Sophia you're a person that needs to run you have to run you can't just like uh -huh. sit still and I'd be like no I hate working out and I was like 16 and she was like I'll give you like $20 if you go to the gym oh my god I love that no she's okay yeah she's trying to like explain I know it's because of like because it helps with anxiety it hel it literally helps with confidence it's not even about it's not even about how your body looks like working out is like tell me if I'm wrong like it's proven to help with confidence and anxiety no matter if your body is literally staying the exact same you're gonna feel really good afterwards so just doing anything is better than doing nothing is what i'd say like jumping jacks in your room for five minutes so easy literally do high knees do whatever you want um hold a plank for a minute i promise you you will be out of breath um and then um what else on myself and do some self well Dinah, would you have any tips in terms of like mental ways to because i feel like like that's a really sophia i love that like in terms of active but what about like how people can deal with like self-care on like an emotional level yeah so i do think with anything you're gonna start maybe to try to start slow and try not to make a lifestyle change it's like a complete 180 at once and that comes with your mental health too, because you will then set yourself up, up to fail. So like Sophia said, for physical movement, anything's better than nothing. But I'm also a huge believer in talking to someone, whether it's, again, a trusted friend, or you go see like a coach or a therapist to start working on some of your emotional stuff. Journaling is great. If you can start journaling and writing down your thoughts, meditation is great, like Sophia said, but again, start slow. So you get used to kind of doing that. Um, but really, I believe that if you start really wanting to learn more about you, starting to air it out vocally does make a difference in some fashion. So, you know, I see clients and sometimes they just need to come in and vent and talk and they feel so much better after, you know, like they were dreading coming in and then they get there and start talking. And once you get stuff off your chest, it, you just feel just a weight off of you. And that could be the same thing for starting with your emotional health. Therapy? I forgot about that because like I'm like <laughs> literally with a therapist therapy helps so much like mm -hmm. I 
I started going, I have a therapist, her name is Susan, shout out Susan, <laughs> but um, I started going to her when I was like a junior and I never wanted to go to therapy because I'm like, I'm like, I talk to myself, I'm like, I, I have it under control, like I talk to myself, I'm okay. And you get to therapy and you'll start talking and discover things you didn't even know, mm-hmm. pushing down and you literally, unless you say them out loud, you can't know. And even journaling sometimes, like no one's talking back to you. You know what I mean? Right. Having, and like, yeah, a friend is great, but it, like you need someone like outside of the box. You, you mm-hmm. need, I agree. I totally agree because then the other issue, and I was realizing as, as I was talking about it, being like talking to a friend can be dangerous in the sense that you're also putting a lot of weight on them. So I do, like, I'm a true believer. I think authenticity is really important. And I think in these discussions, it makes a lot of sense because we can also, it's just very focused. You know what I mean? But if you're constantly telling your friends something, you also have to be conscious of their life and what you're doing to them. Right. So that's a whole other thing, right? But I do think, like, as you guys were talking, too, I, I thought about, too, just certain things with, like, that people, you know, I think what food does essentially too is either make you feel worse or better. Cause it's like, that's what control, right? So it's like, if you're like feeling really bad, you're like, okay, let me have this bag of chips. Cause I just hate myself right now. And I'm just going to eat it just to feel temporarily better. Right. Or, you know, like some people do like ha- struggle with like throwing up or binge eating where they like just want to eat so much until they're so full. Right. There, there's that or, or starving yourself because you feel like that there's some reason that either brings you sadness or joy in a weird way. Like in a, in a, so I think these are all like things that we depend on. These are all things that are just for what kind of like to handle coping with these feelings. And it's like, instead talking to somebody, an outside person, as you said, Sophia, rather than necessarily like somebody super close, cause maybe that is that they just, maybe they don't have enough of a, a distance even to have an opinion that, that you need because sometimes people can be too close mm-hmm. don't necessarily know right if they're your friend and they're your aide like the chances are that they're probably going through something very similar and they need help as well so the two of you are not going to be able to like really help each other like even if you right. relate it's kind of like okay well we both need someone to talk to you know so okay so i have a question here do we do we have affirmations that help our negative mind I mean, oh. I do. I mean, do you guys, I mean, what are, what, what are some for you guys? I'll Personally, you- yeah. I, um, affirmations are something that I have not picked up on. I literally have it in my notes, like start doing daily affirmations. Okay. I haven't gone there yet. <laughs> okay. so, yeah. I love them. I do them every day. And then I've been doing that for like years now since I've gone through my own stuff, you know, depression and things like that. And one of my favorites are it's I am loved, like just remembering like I'm loved and I'm worthy. Those two things are very important and I'm deserving of all the good things in my life. Like those are the three I tend to like go to daily and then I'll add another one. <laughs> oh, I love that. I, I do try to, t- that, that's mine too. I always try to tell myself that I'm deserving of it, especially when it comes to like my like talents and like skill set and things like that. I try to make myself like, be like no you worked really hard you worked really hard you worked really hard and I love just like repeating that so I don't have to feel guilty about you know or or, or feel insecure or those kind of things which isn't obviously to do with a body image thing but it is to do with affirmations which then help you feel better about yourself in general which helps your body image <laughs> of yourself 
Jenna, remember how this morning you were like, who do you look up to in terms of body image? Oh yeah, that's exactly, that was, that was going to be a question that I, that I, that I wanted to ask. I, um, I just remembered this one, this, she's not in the music industry, but her name is Melissa. I don't know if you know, like her name is Melissa Woodhealth and she struggled okay. I think, with, um, I'm not sure, but she's, she's like a very like healthy, like body positive. And I really look up to her. And one thing she posted on her story that really helped her kind of like develop a really solid relationship with her, her body and herself. She was like, I looked in the mirror every morning and would say, I love and accept myself exactly the way I am. Even if you wake up that morning, hating yourself, hating yourself is telling yourself, wow, I really like hate, hate myself today. It's only just going to make the day worse. You're going to wake up the next day and right. it's going to even worse. So every day is a new day. If you hate yourself in the morning, I promise you it can be better by the end of the night. If you tell yourself, I love and accept myself exactly the way I am. I love that. No, and it's love that. It, I really love that. And I think that's such a massive part of manifestation as well. You know, obviously I know that's part of meditation. And honestly, I used to meditate a lot as well and I and I, I stopped doing it, but I, I I do believe that's it's so powerful and it works really well. And I think that for me the manifesting aspect is is part of the affirmations, right? When you say these things and you feed it into the universe, it comes back at you and says, I'm 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 always saying that because I think I've just proven because if you believe it, these affirmations have to be real, right? If you're like literally telling the universe, like, I know, I know this is what I like. This is the, you like, this is who I am. This is what I'm good at. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. Not this, this is not what I want to do. This is what I'm going mm -hmm. to do. And you, and you feel yeah. the connection and this, like, this like all of your body and you're like, holy shit. Like I just, what did I just do? I just connected in a way that's <laughs> so crazy. And it just immediately makes you feel like you have, have more control in which case I feel like it sort of helps you to like creep away from the, the bad habits that you have in terms of being sad or being feeling unworthy or feeling embarrassed or feeling shame or feeling you know that like you look in the mirror and you're like oh I can't even go out tonight because yeah. people aren't even gonna you know these kind of things I feel like you can walk into a room and be like you know what fuck it if I look bad mm -hmm. there's so many other things that I like about myself so they should like me too <laughs> you know Someone wrote in the yeah. comments treat yourself as you would treat your best friend and that's what we were talking about like if your best friend was about to go out to a party and was like i look horrible you'd be like no you don't until they believed it so you should do the exact same thing with yourself right. because as they say you can't literally like cut off your your nose or your leg or whatever so you're gonna walk into that party with confidence or you're not you're gonna look the same but it's just the way you carry yourself no, a hundred percent. Some people just said they, 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 they look in the mirror and focus on their best features, which I think that's, I love that. I think that's amazing. Yep. I think, I think that's such a good thing to do as well. Cause like, that's you, that's what makes you, you. And I think that that's right. another point to feel like that's a whole nother can of worms to open the, the plastic surgery thing. But I feel like that's another thing that sometimes can be like, Sometimes the things that we want to change about ourselves to look like someone else is almost like not good because it makes you not look like yourself anymore. Yourself is what is great. Yourself is like what makes you you and like what it makes you the only you that will ever be. Like that's so cool, right? So that's what I try to tell myself as well. Like when I, you know, I've always like hate, I've had like a bump on my nose from a car accident and I've always like hated it, hated it. And I actually like at one point, somebody on my record label was like, she should get a nose job. And it was just like, I've literally like, you know, had that go through my 
my brain my whole life and I'm just like you know what but in some ways I like it because it has character and it adds like to me you know what I mean so in, mm -hmm. in some ways like being not perfect is perfect right we were saying that the other day Diana like it's okay yes. to be okay mm -hmm. yeah I and sometimes I like to think too like think about genetically you are the only genetic makeup like you are you there's yes. no one else exactly like you with your DNA, your genetics. Like how cool is that when you really think about that? Like you are just so unique. So if we could try to celebrate, you know, our bodies, our minds, our hearts, ourselves. I mean, it just makes such a difference, truly. It's, it really does. And I feel like even these conversations alone are so healing, like just talking through with you and with Sophia and like just understanding that you're not alone. And, and I know that mm -hmm. earlier in the comments, Bertha asked like, how do you deal with sadness? And um, and I think that that is that is part of it. I mean, everything that we're talking about, really. But I think it's identifying what you're sad about and and being honest about, like, being on being honest with yourself, but also like being proactive. And I think that's really hard. I mean, we're all like, in a way, sometimes I feel like it's easier to say and give advice to someone else than do it yourself. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'll be like, yeah. oh, you guys were to say, oh, I have this. I could be like, oh, yeah. Da, da, da. And then when it comes to me, I feel like I don't practice what I preach enough, which is why I really wanted to do this, the green room. Cause I also feel like there's something really important about Gav, like coming into a, a space where we feel comfortable enough to expose these things that, that you maybe might push you to, to, to do a little more than you would have otherwise. Yeah. You know, so anyway, but I, um, I would really love honestly to do, I know that you mentioned you wanted to do a, a, a five minute meditation before we, yeah. Yeah. I would love to, I mean, if, sure. if maybe if anybody has any more questions or comments, um, maybe put them in the chat, but let's end this, this, um, with like a five minute meditation, if you don't mind, yeah. I would love to. And then maybe yeah. if, any other questions at the end we can answer like a couple more and then yeah okay yeah I'm so we're going to I was looking I, I'm excited too <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna do a loving kindness meditation which if you practice this type of meditation you will tap into more self-compassion for you but also for other people it's a really beautiful type of meditation practice and it's very healing so we're going to give it a try. So what's going to happen is you're going to find, I always like to say your mindful body. So find somewhere to sit where you feel like you can kind of settle in for a few minutes. So get yourself situated. Okay. <laughs> and before we do anything else, just notice your surroundings. So notice any sounds, smells, you know, how your body feels seated wherever you are. That way you can kind of know you're safe in this moment where you, wherever you are located, right? And then you are welcome to either close your eyes or bring your gaze down to the tip of your nose, whatever, again, you're comfortable with. It's your choice. And then start to just notice your breath, your inhales and your exhales. And as you're doing so, maybe you can start to elongate your exhale a little more than your inhale, because that helps to calm you down quicker. So a way to do that is as you inhale, count to four. And as you exhale, maybe count to five in your mind. So it's a little longer. So do that for a few seconds.
And now keeping your eyes still closed or your gaze down to the tip of your nose, take your hands, put your palms together, kind of rub them a little bit together so you create some heat. And then you're going to put your left palm onto your chest heart area and then top it with your right. You're gonna put over your heart center. And then again, just notice how that feels. And I'm going to say some phrases to you that you're going to repeat silently to yourself after I say it. So maybe you can visualize yourself seated wherever you are. And the first phrase is, I love and accept my body just as it is right now. Repeat that silently to yourself. Second phrase is, may I have physical and mental well-being. The third phrase is, may I know I am worthy and I am loved. And the fourth phrase is, may I feel happy and free. And now I want you to picture somebody that has supported you in your lifetime. It could be anybody. Try to put the first person that comes into your mind and visualize them. And we're going to send them these phrases for loving kindness. So again, after I repeat it, repeat it silently to yourself. May you love and accept your body just as it is right now. May you have physical and mental well-being. May you know you are worthy and you are loved. And may you feel happy and free. And now one more time, we'll bring it back to ourselves. After I say the phrases, repeat them to yourself. May I be happy. May I be healthy. May I be peaceful. May I be safe. And then when you're ready, you could start to come back to this moment. You might want to deepen your breath. Maybe you wiggle your fingers a little bit. And then when you feel ready and comfortable, you can open up your eyes and just kind of shake around a little bit, coming back into your physical body and physical space. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's a beautiful meditation practice to have. And you could Google YouTube, you know, loving kindness meditation. You could find it if you wanted to have someone guide you through it again. I don't know if this is a normal thing. Wow, that's I'm just like, I feel so wow, that's so crazy. Thank you for um, that. I don't know. Like a lot of things that people 
people do, but basically I was quarantined with my cousins for a bit. And one of my cousins told me that he had a mantra and I forget what it was. And so I made my own. I don't know if you're supposed to make your own. Love that. Mine is Ima Nima. I don't, don't ask me why. <laughs> like, it's really hard for me. Like, especially like when I first wake up, like I have a lot of things I want to think about, but I find that I have to meditate in the morning or I'm not meditating at all because it gets harder throughout the day. But when I sit down, if I start thinking about like, because a lot of my friends are like, I can't, I can't just clear my head. How do you just like, it, it's like impossible to just clear your head. Like you're just thinking, oh, my head's cleared, my head's cleared. And now you're only thinking about how you have a clear head. You know, it like becomes a weird thing. So I'll just repeat to myself, ima nima, ima nima, like a million mm -hmm. times. And I'll like, it, it really gets me into the meditation. And also I'll take like a droplet of, actually I have it here, I did it before this, CBD oil. This one is called Charlotte's Web by Stanley Brothers. Oh, like, oh, by the way, if any, I would love if you guys, um, Diana, maybe you could send me, if there's a link to that practice that you have, I sure. would be able to post that on my story after so people can go back and practice it. And also, I feel so relaxed. This is crazy. Yeah, calm is great. Anything that you use for self-care or self-love or all these kind of things that we've spoken about um also the cbd oil like you should put like send it to me or put it on you know put it on your story and share with everybody watching because i'm sure they would all love to see i don't think if there's anything else that i've used besides like things that have just really helped my anxiety or like ashwagandha powder working out meditating oh what's the first one ashwagandha powder ashwagandha powder i put it yeah. in my smoothies maybe you should make the mm. link online and put it on your story following up to this and i can also do the same um <laughs> And Wait, also one thing I wanted to say is, eat, I know eating healthy, I'm like, eating healthy, um, I found for me, like when you have a really good diet or just like, you just eat fruits and vegetables, not even like, I don't really like meat that much or like, you know, but like eating plant-based foods, yeah, uh, direct, it correlates a lot with um, depression and anxiety. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, thing combined, those things combined can really, really help. I mean, sugar is not good for your anxiety. This is probably not the best for my anxiety, to be honest, but I know. Well, <laughs> I don't know if that's considered a lot of sugar. Well, it's not sugar, it's diet, but I don't think that aspartame like that is very good for anxiety. I don't, I believe it is, right? I, I, I wouldn't, I don't I've heard that it wasn't, but yeah. Um, but anyway, no, I would love it if you, if you can, Diana, send me the, the practice. Or, sure anything that I can post afterwards for people to, to practice but I wanted to ask or answer one more question before we get off somebody said yeah so to what we we're saying what do what do you guys think is the best way to start on work start working on self-love um, for me you're telling yourself that you love yourself would you say I said like looking in the mirror and just being like I cannot change myself like I I'm not like I, there's not, I can't escape my own body. I can't escape my own mind. So whether you like it or not, we have to like, we have to become best friends. Like yeah. I, I have to love you more than I love anyone else because right. I hype up my best friend and you, you have to be my best friend. We don't have another choice or, or we're just going to live our entire lives, literally hating each other. We're going to look in the mirror every day and be like, fuck you. But no, right. Fuck you. I love you. So fuck true. Yeah. Oh, that's so sweet, Sophia. I love that. <laughs> By the way, 
that's an affirmation right there. I fucking love it. Like when you're really sad, I don't know if a lot of people do this, but I'll literally, I'll be hysterically crying and I'll look in the mirror and I'll be like, bitch, are you kidding? Like, <laughs> I know you're not crying right now. And then I'll just dancing, like dancing in the mirror really helps. Yeah. Putting on music and just like, if you don't like working out, just literally skip, skip, go on a walk. Listen to music. Yeah. Listen to a really yeah. podcast. There's so many like amazing things that you can like, yeah. just, like become passionate about, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like just find, you know, really dive into things that you care about and really, you know, I think that though, though whatever you feel like, um brings you joy just like pure yeah. joy i think that's what you can focus on you know music being that for me or like you know even as simple as like watching a movie maybe that's it or yeah like going for a walk like things that like or maybe like journaling writing down ideas you know what i mean like if like i find that so like when i'm on a plane i love even though let's be honest i haven't been on a plane in four months so but <laughs> i find being on a plane very um like there's something very emotional about being on a plane for whatever reason. So that's why I, I thought of that, but there's something about just writing down random thoughts that you think about and it just like manifests in again, mm-hmm. things you, when you write it down, it becomes real, right? Because that's the same thing. It's like, as soon as you have a thought or something you feel, if you let it go away, then it just, but if you actually think, focus on it and you're like, write it down. You're like, wow, I can't. And you actually, yeah. then it's so like the other day I had this crazy dream. Um, this is a little bit off topic, but I just found it really crazy. I had, I had two pet snakes, and I and then and I uh, and I cut the, their tongues off to look like dogs. <laughs> it was crazy. I'm only bringing this up to say that I looked it up, and it was like represented somebody like talking about you, but you cut their tongue off to because to, you were you were like I'm not gonna take it, which I was mm. like oh, that's so interesting because it's like anyway. So what I'm saying is those kind of things, even if it's a dream or something like that, where you're like wow, I, I really must have more power than I think. Is what I mean. It's like, imagine that thought, those thoughts somehow went through my brain and I didn't realize it, um, that, I, that I feel like maybe I do feel like that. So th- that when I actually wrote it down and thought about it, I was like, it actually resonated in a, in a very powerful way. Mm-hmm. What would you suggest, Dinah? <laughs> I was just going to say the same thing, actually. Finding your joy every day and little things. Um, and finding your purpose. I think when we find our purpose. What did you say, Sophia? Somewhat, like there's this book I have, I haven't touched it yet, but it's a manifestation. (laughs) And it says every morning, if you write down what you're grateful for, it will come to you because you're you're putting out your like, I forget exactly what it said, but just writing down what you're grateful for. No, I mean, that's, I love that. And Courtney just said as well that like she actually got rid of her mirror because then she focuses on things that are not outward, it's inward. And I love that because it's so, it's so true. Like that's the thing is like, if that's exactly what we're saying, let's find, find things that you're interested in. Like, yeah. and that's hard, you know, even new interests. Like I found this time, even though 2020 is obviously like a year that is just beyond anyone's imagination in terms of what the world is going through but it's challenging challenging me to educate my things on myself on things that I wouldn't have before and I feel Mm -hmm. like that even distracts me from things that feel less on the surface like I love that I love being able to educate myself and learn and be able to know how to help other people that's another thing by the way I just actually thought being selfless and being able to help someone else is so great yeah being of service yeah really does make a difference 
I mean, mm-hmm. it's just even calling a friend and being like, listen, man, I love you. Like, I'm here mm-hmm. for you. I got your back. Like, <laughs> that, or just like, if you sense somebody might be feeling bad, like, maybe it's like, I don't know. I just find that that, just putting the, the, the your own, putting those feelings, like taking like your own like insecurities away and, 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 and like focusing on someone else's is so, oh my God, it's like, it's amazing. I love that. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's, mm-hmm. that, that, that is, that actually distracts me a lot. Yeah. Crazy. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> I'm actually going to, um, when I post this on YouTube, I'm going to put a link for, to donate to the Joe Foundation. I'll, I'll send Thank it. Thank you. Sophia too, so we can post. But anybody that obviously wants to donate to mental health, Jed Foundation is obviously a nonprofit for mental health. So this is, you know, this is what we're here for. So I love, I love as as, as many people as feel comfortable doing that. Wait, somebody just said one. Oh, thank you guys. Well, we're sending the love back. So much. Aww, sending it. Well, thank you. Uh, <laughs> you're awesome. We got to do this again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Thank you. All right, guys. Thank you. you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to episode five. And thank you, Sophia Mesa and Diana Cusumano. I really appreciate the conversation. It's something that I've really gone through in my life. So it really helps to talk about it. And it's one of the reasons I'm doing this show. So I'll let everyone know again that you can check us out on YouTube at the Jenna Andrews, Instagram and Facebook at the Green Room Talks, and Twitter at underscore Green Room Talks. Okay, see you later guys. And remember to stay positive. I'm sending all the good vibes.